0: I'm not sure if most of you are aware of this. It's something I don't think either of us have tried to hide um and it's something that last week we we very very evidently put out in the world. We are stupid sometimes we are not very smart because we are now officially after uh being being nine days away from the draft, seven days ago, we are officially nine days away from draft day.
1: I don't say this lightly. We're not very smart when it when it comes to um, calendars are hard, man. Countings hard when you live and grew up in a base ten world and live a base nine life. It gets very difficult. I don't know what Austin's excuse is, but that's mine. I I work with you
0: on a regular basis. I get it. So, I'm not saying we're the dumbest podcast out there. I mean, the Paul brothers do have one. Better guess. But their name's not as cool. um after some slight reconsiderations on the weekend we have figured out that the draft is next week not this week um, imagine our surprise was it sunday that we realized this? yes
1: <laughs> it was during dinner on sunday um because we got done recording i was getting prepared um, for some of the draft stuff that I was hoping to try and drop on you guys unexpectedly on, on some of the socials. And then I looked at my calendar. I was like, why is there an extra week in April? Or
0: am I... J- nope, I'm stupid. That's that's all it comes down to. Uh, I mean, I think we can put a, put a pretty strong we on that. Um, I mean... Yeah, no it it was it's bad. So and we had
1: a lot of confidence in that nine days when we dropped it last week. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I was I was uber confident in that nine days. Um, Cause I asked, I I was like, are we eight
1: or nine days? And you were like, nine. We are nine days from the draft. Like, Fuck yeah, I don't get to see anything until day two, anyways. Hey, at least we aren't taking a field trip. Full of kindergarten, first, and second graders, up to Kansas City on day one of the draft at the Union Station. How could that possibly go wrong? <clears throat>
0: I get that's four kids. I'm not. I'm not talking about your wife's job on on the podcast. She she hates me enough. I, I've. Complain to her about it.
1: How fucking stupid do you have to be to continue... Why? Why on earth does it sound like a good idea to take kids on a field trip to the city? Not just any city. The city that is holding the NFL draft. Not on day two. Not on day three, which would... It wouldn't make sense because it's a Saturday, but if you're going to go on, on a on a slightly busy day, let's try not to, you know, allow there to be, what are you going to estimate, 200,000, maybe 300,000 extra <laughs> people in the area? We're going to go on the first and most exciting day of the draft to the same location as the draft. And, and for those of you that don't know about downtown kansas city it is a large area where the draft is actually being held versus where they're taking the kids it's it's a couple blocks you're downtown it's only a couple blocks (laughs) i just can't fucking fathom it
0: hey man each their own better (laughs) them than me man um So, we're just going to kind of do some of our pre draft stuff. Um, I'm I'm not sure how deep we're going to go into it. Um, There's a couple of signings I think the two of us would like to talk about. Um, Ryan's got a very porous XFL coverage. Yeah, it was Um, a busy weekend. And so, we're we're just going to jump in. Um, You guys might get off lucky, and this might be a shorter episode. Granted, I thought that last week. Hold up. We're getting off? Ryan, we're married. I need you to tone it down.
1: Obviously, that means no.
0: Correct. So, news of the day. All right, what you got? The Kansas City Chiefs have signed Blaine Gabbard to be QB2. I love the signing. Granted, it's a backup quarterback. Chad Henne was was just a backup quarterback um for Kansas City. Made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. <laughs> Won a couple of big <laughs> games. Um but Kansas City doesn't need flashy as backup. You know, they don't they don't need Patrick Mahomes to back up Patrick Mahomes. You take Pat out of the game, you simplify the playbook so you don't need Snoop Huntley to back up Lamar Jackson correct i mean why would you want an all why, why would you want a uh, pro bowler to back up your 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 mvp caliber quarterback because for some reason 650 yards means you're a pro bowl quarterback um too bad there were just no other quarterbacks that wanted to play or that they thought were deserving to play in the pro bowl god dude just, i that is still just the most amazing ridiculous thing that I can think of, um, but no, I mean the, the Chiefs needed a veteran backup quarterback. Somebody that, if you need, you know, a couple of drives out of you need a spot start. We've seen with Patrick Mahomes, chances are you're going to get a ch- you're going to get a chance during the season somewhere. Could be in the playoffs, could be in mid season. You're probably going to get a chance somewhere. I think Blaine Blaine's ceiling is he's a really good quarterback backup you know I'm not he's not cracking the list of 32 for the best quarterbacks in the league no by no means no but at at, at worst he's below average I mean he, he's not he's not god-awful I mean he's not Zach Wilson so I feel like it's a good signing I feel like it's you know the chiefs seem to be very heavily implementing the patriots dynasty style of signings very much um, you and, have to give something up to go play for the chiefs and i think that's kind of that's kind of where they're looking man like it is very much we don't need you we would like to have you would you like to be a part of this blaines like Shoot, I'll take less money for a chance for another ring. You know, why wouldn't you? I mean, he's got one. I mean, hell yeah. Let's let's go get it. Let's do it. So, like I said, it's a backup quarterback signing. Obviously, it is not otherworldly exciting. It is not, you know, breaking news. But I think it is a very good signing for the Chiefs because it gives you that veteran guy, you know he's not going to be a problem in the locker room. You know he's good enough to start if he has to. I think it's a good signing. I think it's a smart signing by the Chiefs. I mean, th- there's one other player that's getting a lot of talk from the Chiefs that I'm still really confused on. And I, I hope all the noise is legitimate because Justin Ross is getting all the noise, and I mean all of the noise Mahomes, Kelsey Fortson, everybody um, Justin's been down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with Patrick a lot um, I I hope that's right I hope it's, it's true I hope he's that dude again I hope he's healthy because healthy that guy was a fucking monster at Clemson so, I'm hoping that's the case, um, but you've got some wide receiver news, so I'm going to kick it over to you. I do. Um, <coughs>
1: it, obviously, with it being the offseason, um, some, of some moves that other teams are making don't quite hit our radar, uh, like moves that our own teams make. Uh, the 49ers today announced the signing of Chris Conley, um, a solid ish rotational guy. Um, he's fast. He's got decent hands. He's kind of more of your gadget player, um, than anything else. A lot of end arounds. I don't hate the signing. I'd like to see what the numbers are on it. I haven't seen that yet. Um, but getting some extra wide receiver depth uh, which has seemed to be a little bit of an issue and a concern for the 49ers over the last couple of years. I don't hate it. Um, obviously, that all coincides with who the quarterback is going to be. Um, other news coming out this week from Santa Clara, uh, Brock Purdy, not sure if he's going to play this next season, which I Don't even know how to fathom that since it's a six month recovery, four to six months. And he's already got his brace off of his arm and he's been throwing. I don't understand. Yeah.
0: I don't know. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, you might want to play through it if it's not quite right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of where Brock was drafted. Um, he he doesn't get to sit a year. Say there's there's not a whole lot of yeah. We'll wait a year for that guy because you're like you know what we can probably find another one. I mean, with that offense, I mean hell, Sam Darnold might put up MVP numbers this year with that offense. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know what what the ploy is. I don't know. I don't understand why that noise has been coming out.
1: There's been a lot of talk about, I mean, I can't remember, uh, Dorian Thompson, I think out of UCLA, Mm -hmm. he's had a couple of visits with the 49ers. He's projected a third, fourth round quarterback, which happens to be where the 49ers have most of their picks are in the third and fourth round. I think they've got four third round picks this year. Um, so, I, I I, mean, I, I get interviewing your quarterback or interviewing quarterbacks, especially when you're in limbo right now. Um, I just don't see what the advantage to your projected starter coming into the season going, I'm not sure if I'm going to play when from the team you're progressing from the doctors. You're progressing very well. And you've already, you're six weeks out from surgery and actually less than that. He had it right there at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like three weeks out from your surgery and you've already got your brace off of your arm. <laughs>
0: and it's
1: maybe it was a misspeak on his part to a reporter because I mean, he did he kind of did follow it up with whatever it is whatever happens it's gonna work out for the best for me i don't know i'm not gonna sweat over it i i'm fully expecting 13 to be under center week one if something happens in training camp and it's five even better if five gets traded we recoup some draft capital it won't be a lot great as long as there is a capable quarterback under center i have no reason to doubt what shanahan and lynch are gonna do
0: this feels like you don't want sam donald being your starting quarterback i do not oh that's weird. want sam donald to be my
1: starting quarterback that being said when this whole thing started with those two brian hoyer was my quarterback Yeah. So, at this point, hell, for like half of a game, Josh Johnson almost looked like an NFL starting backup.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And then he that. got knocked the fuck out. So <laughs> I'm just, just, just moving past. Just moving past
1: it. I, I'm just... I, I've i got no reason to doubt them. 49ers Twitter likes to freak out over shit like this. What? I know. It's got to be one of the most toxic fan bases in all of football.
0: Yeah, I've gotten disowned by the Chiefs fans twice. One of them wasn't even for football-related conversation. That one was my favorite. It was great.
1: Oh, you remember the story about I was a sophomore at Pitt, and I was told that I should stop watching football, and I know nothing because I said Jamal Charles should be traded before the Chiefs have to cut him. It was right there about three weeks before they cut him. I will never forget walking into class. Then a class I was failing, by the way, full on like 33%. And I looked those two idiots in the eye. I was like, too bad they couldn't have got like a seventh out of him.
0: God, I wish that guy played today. Could you imagine the oh Chiefs offense God. with him in the backfield? Oh, Missed them just...
1: all. Dude, when we were, Haley and I were up in uh, Lincoln, we stopped by a card shop. And uh, she was rummaging through the cards. She didn't stay in there very long, obviously. I was bouncing around like a child in a candy store. Because I was a child in a candy store. They offered me a beer when I walked in. I walked in. They said, thanks for coming in. You want a beer, soda, water? It was like 9.30 in the morning. You want to make a trip to Lincoln? Because they were the coolest guys in the world. Let me finish that quick sidebar because I'm getting off track. They had a Jamal Charles uh, patch card. One patch was Chiefs, the other patch was Broncos.
0: And they wanted like seven bucks for it. I just Jamal Charles will I, I will not own a Broncos Jamal Charles anything. Like I, I get it, but the dual patch card with both
1: teams, super cool. Super cool. But that's just because I'm a card guy.
0: No, I mean I I get it. It's just Jamal in a Broncos uniform. Oh, oh. Like, I. If I, I came hated... across
1: a Jerry Rice in a Seahawks or a Raiders uniform, get the fuck out of my life. No, fuck out of here with that bullshit. No, I, I I fully get it as a diehard fan. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that, just that's kind of like. If you were to walk in and find a Joe Montana 49ers Chiefs, you'd be like, ooh, this is pretty sweet. And I'd be like, I need that kind of gone. It's cool. I like it. Burn it. I don't need to see that. Like, I get
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. No, I, I I, totally get what you're coming from there. Um, So let's get into some of this draft stuff. You had some ideas pre-show. Um, uh, you know, draft crush, you know, who, who you think, who, who a lock of the draft might be. Um, and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and start on that point because I feel like probably one of the biggest locks of this draft. I, I would be willing to put whatever money I could on the fact that that's going to be Nolan Smith out of Georgia. That kid's a stud. It wasn't that long ago. I was like, "Hey, maybe he goes under the radar at the combine, slides down. Chiefs can move to like mid twenties and get him, because that guy would be great in Kansas City." Yeah, now that that's going to require to trade to at least eight, um, which I don't think the Chiefs have the firepower to do. Which sucks, because that guy absolutely demolished the combine, and he is he is a stud. Um, I genuinely think he might be one of, one of, if not not the best player in this draft. He has a lot of the same attributes and skill sets as Micah Parsons does. Um, I am a, I'm a huge fan of his. And if it, maybe, if maybe it wasn't for Micah having the success he's had, maybe I would be a little less and don't be wrong. Nolan is more of a pure pass rusher than what Micah is. But, God, just the, the, the size, the speed, the athleticism, the ability to change direction from a defensive end is just mind-boggling. Um, I think that guy has, has a really good chance of being the best player in this draft class. All right.
1: I've got one. He's projected third, fourth round. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and call him my draft crush and my lock um offensive tackle BYU Blake Freeland that guy is a fucking monster um let me pull up his vertical here he had the highest vertical um in the dra- or in the combine oh god what was it I, they just oh the guy's a nut job he's 6'8 305 little guy he's he, he's a little
0: guy um, His friends call him Tiny.
1: <laughs> I obviously would love to see him line up um, opposite of Trent Williams. You just had six eight three zero oh, five up there. Shut up! <laughs> this guy ran a four nine eight. Okay. His ten yard split was one six eight. Okay. His vertical was thirty seven inches. Sorry. So I guess best among. Uh, lineman by still
0: still still stupid.
1: Broad jump, ten inches, or ten inches, ten feet. Jesus Christ. His three cone, seven four six, and his twenty yard shuttle, four seven one. Damn.
0: That's moving at three oh
1: five. Uh, if. Honest to God, if you're a team like the Chiefs, the 49ers, the the Bengals, the Bills, one of these top-flight teams that just needs that little bit of extra line, O-line help. Say you've got your left tackle for now. And you can go get him day three? To go solidify the right side and move. That That's why I want the Niners to grab him. Why not go from silverback to white-silverback? <laughs> uh you yeah. in those offenses that we're seeing you have to have a tackle that can move a tackle that can pull a tackle that for some
0: reason lines up in the backfield and is their lead blocker see that that's my biggest fear is the fact is one of the niners come up on the sec, in the second round i don't think he'll be there but when they come up if darnell washington is available also out of georgia at you know, six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pound tight end that blocks like a left tackle. And I'm just fearing that whenever they run that double pull off one side, you have Darnell Washington and the silverback pulling. There's a poor linebacker and safety combination out there that is going to retire. Because my God, that is a lot of man coming at you.
1: Yeah. I, when I seen this guy's stats, and originally I was going to take the uh, tackle out of North Dakota State. Yeah. I love him as well. Cody Mock, Cody Mock. Yep. Oh my god, but I started looking at Blake uh, Freeland. His tape isn't great. He needs a little bit of work with his footwork. That's teachable. His hands are good. Obviously his speed's good. He needs a little bit of work on the right side. He's got the size and the athleticism to play left. You get him on the right side for a couple of years. You get him playing with a solid offensive line, a great tackle to teach him, kind of like Mike McGlinchey did with Joe Staley. Mm -hmm. You're set. Yeah, no, that would be... Uh (laughs) there's something about having just a monstrosity of a human being playing on your quarterback's weak side that's a strength in the NFL. I just couldn't
0: ever figure out why that would be. Yeah, wild. It's just a wild concept. Um, So I guess since you've already tackled your crush, I'll get into mine. Um, I know it's not this also isn't a flashy pick because I've seen a lot of people say the same things. Um, But For me, wide receiver out of Nebraska, yes, Trey Palmer. Dude. Speed, size, just just a great receiving prospect. I really think he's going to be able to come in and do good things in an NFL system. I think he's going to take probably a year to get going. But... The guy's a stud and I, I think he's probably, he's probably that day two, day three guy that's going to be, and I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to compare him to these guys necessarily because, you know, Debo, DK, Terry, you know, one of those guys where he slides a little bit because there's something that's not perfect with him. And then... He explodes out. Um, I keep seeing a lot of people, the The receivers in this draft class seem to be sliding a lot. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what's causing that. But I've, I've seen a couple of mocks that have Jordan Addison at the lead end of the first. Quentin um, Johnston I've seen going up, down into the second round. So I, I don't know what's driving the receivers down in this draft class. Because I thought that was one of the stronger positions for the first round. Um, you know de- defensive end there's a couple of really good offensive tackles and then wide receivers I mean the quarterbacks I don't love any of the quarterbacks so I kind of thought the receivers were going to get a little bit of love here and it's kind of looking like that might not be the case so I I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes because I feel like if Kansas City's there at the end of the first and Addison or Johnston or you know one of those guys I feel like Smith and Jigba, clearly going to be gone. I, I feel like he's probably going to be the first receiver off the board. Um, but, man, i if one of those guys falls, cool. If they don't, if the tight ends fall, that kid out of Utah. Um, but Dude, this is a very deep
1: tight end draft class if you're not looking in the first or second round. If you're looking in the third, fourth, fifth, Hell, even the 6th and 7th round? That kid
0: out of Michigan, the, uh, is it Michael Shoemaker? That sounds about right. Um, I, I mean, I see mock drafts with him in the 5th and 6th all the time. And I mean, that kid's probably not ever going to be an all-pro tight end, but the dude's a solid prospect. Like, he has, he has all the tools. I mean, he's, yeah, he's not elite at all of those tools, but he has all the tools I think he'd be a good, I mean, if you're in the fifth and you've, you know, if you're Kansas City, because obviously that's who I've paid attention to. If you secured left tackle, if you've gotten another receiver, if you've gotten a pass rusher, you know, if, if you've covered the things that you needed, I mean, you might take a flyer on him. Granted, you know, the Chiefs are in a weird predicament because they've got a current backup tight end that is like, hey guys, I want to be, I want to be a bigger part of this offense. They've got a former third-round pick that's like, "Hey guys, I'd like to be a bigger part of this offense." And they got Travis Kelsey, like, "Hey guys, I'm the offense." So back the fuck up. Um, you know the the Chiefs. I bl- genuinely believe this Chiefs' second-best tight end didn't play most last year. Jody Fortson's a goddamn stud. Yes, he is. And you know, I would I would love to see him get the playing time to show what he can do. But if you know if you're at the end, if you're at the end of the first round the tackles you want are gone there's not I don't feel like there's going to be a pass rusher at the end of the first that you're going to be like we'll give him a first round pick so honestly I almost expect Kansas City to be in a position to trade out of the number 31 um if they could they trade down to like 35 or something I wouldn't be terribly shocked um because I really think and we'll, just kind of keep this thing moving. Um, I really think you're going to see you're going to see a couple of wide receivers that might be on a little bit of a slide. Um, I, I think the defensive backs are kind of taking over some of those receiver spots. There's one I wanna I wanted to hit on actually. Okay. Cornerback out
1: of Illinois. Yes. Devin Will- Witherspoon. Yes. Oh my. God, going back and watching some of his tape, um, I think it was either a Baldy breakdown or um, or Steve Smith uh, on his Twitter. It was one of the two. But uh, they were showing him in, his, in game. And maybe it's because he played at Illinois. He, his draft stock the last two weeks has skyrocketed. I think originally he was a third, fourth round pick. They're projecting him... Uh, mid to early first so I've, round. I've been
0: seeing him in the 20s. Like, early
1: 20s. And I can see why. He's got the size. He's got the speed. His hips are fluid. He knows when to watch the receiver and when to watch the quarterback. He, his football instincts, which is so key for a cornerback, that's got to be the hardest position in football playing corner. His football IQ is just through the roof, it looks like, on the field. I don't know what he scored on the wonder lick or anything like that. I I really don't. Watching him play, I almost feel like you could say he's a lock as well. I, I don't see a hole in his game. He plays the zone very well by watching the quarterback, and then when he's in man to man, he reminds me a lot of Sherm. Yeah. Yeah. Sherm didn't, wasn't asked to play man-to-man a lot because typically in man-to-man you would beat him on a fly route. Mm-hmm. I, I can think of two plays specifically. Obviously that was at the end of his career but early in his career you just didn't throw towards him. Man or zone. I see a lot of the same thing in Devin Witherspoon. I love what I've seen out of him. Obviously, when you see a a, a prospect that just jumps off the tape, doesn't matter what your team needs. You want your team to go get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want the 49ers to go get him. I think there's 31 other teams that would be like, I, I wouldn't mind pairing him up with my other corner.
0: Or making him... My one corner. Say so the the one that I've seen that I really like, um, and and I'm pretty sure he'll be there at the end of the first round. Um, if the Chiefs decided to go corner, would be Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Um, I I really like what that guy. I, I like the tape that he's put down. Um, that's funny. So I just I was, I, just, I just did a mock draft on PFF uh, while we were sitting here talking. Um. And I'll I'll go over that here with you in just a moment. But I, I really like the Cam Smith. I, I think he's going to be Oh, I just backed out of that. I mean, um But there's there's an incredible amount of maybes in this draft. But there's seems to be an incredible amount of guys that you're just like He's going to be good. I don't know that he's going to be great, but he's going to be good. And I feel like those two guys at the corner position fill that spot where he could be your number one guy or he could be a really good number two guy.
1: This draft, it feels – so some drafts, um, you just get the feeling of this is loaded with superstars. And then there's other drafts, and I'm going to say most drafts, where you're going to get four or five superstars that emerge over time. And the rest are just good players. It feels like when you walk into the draft and there's just superstar after superstar, it kind of, it's, it's almost a letdown. Because you only get a handful of good to maybe superstar players. This feels like one of those drafts where the superstars aren't named. Mm -hmm. We don't know who the superstars are. We can project everybody's uh, calling Bryce Young and uh, Will Anderson, your superstars of this draft. Would it surprise me if they're not? Absolutely not. This one feels very much like three or four guys from the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. um, are just going to light it up. That's what it feels like. I'm not saying that those guys at the top of the draft aren't going to be good players. Are they going to live up to their their draft position?
0: I mean, you you look at some of these guys, man, I, I, I've been over it. The quarterbacks I don't love. I feel like the big names in this one are, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I feel like the big, the big guys that are going to be, you know, huge names of this are going to be your tackles and defensive ends. Those are the guys that feel like they're going to be you know, those it's so loaded. Yeah.
1: Well, Cuz I was just looking it up. Freeland, he he's ranked as the 10th best tackle according to uh on average from PFF, NFL, ESPN. Uh, CBS, his average is 10. ESPN ranks him as the 105th best player in the draft. That puts him at the beginning of the fourth round. Since, like, we're not that far removed from a guy that had those same stats at tight end was end of the first round. We're talking about that as a fucking tackle?
0: Yeah. Just fucking wild. Okay, so I I finally got a a redo um that came through the way I wanted it. Um the, the first round went pretty well because Miles Murphy fell to the Chiefs and I'm happy with that. Um third round, pick 96, Blake Freeland. Um you're welcome. Just in case you were <laughs> in case you were wondering. But uh man, I just with There's more talent coming in, but I don't know. This draft doesn't feel like there's a lot of top-end talent coming in. You've got a couple of tackles. You've got a couple of defensive ends, like I've already said. This this
1: isn't feeling like, what was it, the 2018 draft? Was that Nick Bosa? No, that was 2019.
0: No, because the Niners drafted Bosa the same year the Chiefs drafted Mahomes, didn't they?
1: Yes, because that was the Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Uh so that'd have been seventeen. Or seventeen. Yeah. You know. That that draft had superstars before they were superstars. I mean, obviously Pat, you didn't expect that. We knew Deshaun was gonna be Deshaun of uh, he's fallen off of a cliff, unfortunately, just the er, er, Um not Are gonna you gonna trying to say he wasn't nope.
0: are you trying to say he didn't get a happy ending? The ride started off well for him. I don't think it ended the way he wanted it to. Yeah, most of you don't usually want it to end in a lawsuit. Oh, you're talking football. My bad. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You can only fit four
1: on that side. All right, stop yelling at me. But, no, that 2017 draft, it – even when you look at the – so that would have been DK Metcalf. That would have been Debo Samuel. No, that was – Nick Bosa and Debo were the same year. I'm, like, 99% sure of that.
0: No, because McCole was, like, 19. I'm I'm pretty sure you guys got Bosa the same year we got Mahomes. And then – uh
1: oh, that would have been 19. Who the yeah. fuck did they draft in the first round that year then? Cuz I remember they sent two guys to the NFL Panini card. They always do that big uh rookie preview thing where they send each team sends one or two rookies uh to do their rated rookie cards. Oh, damn it. I got it.
0: Oh, but was Bosa nineteen? Who the hell did you guys draft? Who the hell did you draft in seventeen? Then.
1: Uh, he's with the Jets now. Stint with the Raiders. linebacker. Uh, no. no. Um, defensive lineman from Stanford. Uh.
0: Oh, fucking
1: Solomon Thomas. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. It would have been Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I was I was thinking Bosa and Mahomes came in. Yeah, because I re-
1: I remember vividly Nick Bosa <laughs> and Debo Samuel standing back to back, and they were just raining money for the Don Russ, uh photo shoot before I got into football cards again.
0: And hood rats.
1: Yeah, Nick's about to get paid right after the draft. Okay, fuck so it wasn't you. the 17 draft I was thinking of. It was, it was the, the 19, 19 draft, draft yeah. where you just – you knew DK was going to be a guy. The closer the draft got, you knew that Debo was going to be – Nick was going to be a guy. But who else? There's a hey, T.J. Terry. You just knew these guys were – Terry we didn't know. Terry we didn't know, but – there There's tons of names out of that draft that you just knew. McCall? McColl? is currently with the uh,
0: the Jets. <laughs> jets on the jet. All right.
1: Now I want to pose. We talked about it a little bit before the show. What team do you think is going to knock this
0: draft out of the park? E, uh Nah, well.
1: Do you want me to start? Sure. In Detroit, I trust.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that's an easy pick.
1: Do you? Okay. I do. Tr- I've got a I, second I've, one. I, it Maybe it's another easy pick. <laughs> In the
0: New York football Giants, I trust. Man, they, I mean, they have to. With what they just paid Daniel Jones,
1: they I, have to. I don't
0: trust Daniel Jones. Right, right. But Brian DeBall to come Speaking in. Speaking of Daniel Jones, Please have th- you by chance looked at the cap hits for his next four years? I have not. Okay. It's a lot. I figured. It's also more every year for the next three years than Jalen Hurts is on that $255 million contract he just signed. I don't know how I completely forgot to bring up Jalen Hurts getting fucking paid. Which... I understand I understand. he is now the highest-paid NFL player of all time in terms of annual average value. Can we stop moving the goalposts on this? First, it was Mahomes the highest-paid player because his contract's the biggest. Makes sense. And then it was Deshaun Watson's the highest-paid player because he got the most guaranteed money. Okay. And now... Jalen is the highest paid quarterback of all time because he got the most fifty APY. what 51, fifty one, like fifty five maybe per year, and it's like, can we stop? Well, yeah, can we get
1: a metric and stick with it? Yeah, I, I personally like the metric of average per year.
0: So do I. I mean, I, I don't I don't hate it, especially when you see all these guys getting the same, well, if not it, more than Mahomes, and, and it's and it's the most accurate to me
1: when you start looking at the cap. Like, what is your annual cap hit? Yeah. That, that's a direct correlation to how much a guy is getting paid, and how much it's affecting his team.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm good with that. We just can we stop moving the goalposts to to accommodate everybody to be the new the new guy. Like, not everybody's gets paid to be that guy. Can we pick one? You know, and I feel like the most guaranteed big deal. You know, and I realize Mahomes' contract kinda of broke the system a little bit and fucked up how everybody talked about it because nobody else is getting four hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, and I feel like the NFL might hate Kansas City for that. But
1: when you look at how they structured the contract, it was perfect.
0: That is the most team friendly half billion dollars you could possibly spend. He, his
1: cap hit goes up every year, but when you look at it, he's only like the 6th or 7th highest paid quarterback in the league, which is huge. And every year, he turns around and converts part of his salary to signing bonus. He's He,
0: he literally wrote the book on how to get paid and help your team. Yeah, how to keep players around you. Granted, again, Kansas City Hasn't done a great job of bringing in free agents this offseason. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, how do you, I, I, I'm, I guess part of, part of me is just, and maybe it's just because I'm selfish. I, I don't understand how the Patrick Mahomes effect isn't a more impactful thing when it comes to some of these signings, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're going to see how this works. Kansas City could be starting their dynasty. The Kansas City could be ending their dynasty. I don't know how many star players you can let go. Um, We're going to find out, though. I mean, you, you keep the big two. You keep Travis and Pat together for as long as Travis's legs will hold out because I don't know that Travis sees another contract in the NFL. I love the guy, but I feel like 35 for tight end is probably enough. If he does, and it's not with the Chiefs, because I don't think the
1: Chiefs re-sign him, because they're going to be, you're old, take a pay cut. I do feel Travis, I can't say has enough self-respect, but would be like, cool, thanks for the rings. I'm going to go see if somebody else either needs some help or um, wants to pay me. And I can, I don't, I'm going to say this right here, right now. I don't want this to happen. San Francisco would be like, I want that to team up. Before our our guy breaks himself
0: in half, your guy's gonna break himself in half before Patrick Mahomes or before Travis Kelsey retires. Yeah, but he's still gonna be on the field. That's that's the scary part.
1: And he's still a weapon. His
0: skeleton will be dragging his nervous system along the ground on the field. Yes, that is accurate.
1: That man's not okay. No, not at all. My death wish is that he suplexes me
0: your death wish or your suicide dreams are those not the same no
1: maybe I need to make another appointment with my uh,
0: therapist might be a good idea
1: well we'll get to that bridge
0: when (laughs) we'll jump off that bridge when we get there
1: you know I ain't jumping I don't like heights just gonna stay away from the bridge altogether fuck it
0: I'm a pretty good pusher.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um. There was something else I thought of earlier, like somewhat important news, and now I can't think of what that was. Honestly, I'm gonna be blunt with you.
1: I don't remember how we got here to this point exactly. I don't know if it's the buffet that we had for dinner that I definitely should not have had. Um. I know this is a football podcast. I did want to take a a brief second and just ask your opinion on the Draymond saga from, what was that, last night's? Uh, the Stomp? Yeah.
0: Was it a, I look at it the way kind of Shaq, Shaq kind of explained it. Was it a dirty play? Yes. Was it also in response to a dirty play? Yes. You can't grab a guy by the ankle and put him in a fucking ankle lock as he's trying to step away from you. I'm not saying you deserve to get your ribs kicked in, but you kind of had it coming. Okay, so Joy Taylor, to me, put it
1: the best. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It's my favorite saying. I know. Sabonis played a stupid game, won a stupid prize. At the exact same time that Draymond was giving his prize, that seemed to be the stupid game he was playing, and won his stupid prize. Yeah, th- there was a lot of stupid games. But like, for, why are you grabbing? Dr- for you're grabbing Draymond, a, a, a giant. Let's. Also, short fuse. <laughs> Real well, short fuse. Well, why are you grabbing him out of everybody on the court? You should have, not saying you should have expected to get kicked in the chest? No. Was I surprised when I seen it? No. And then Draymond, what the fuck are you looking around at the refs for wondering why you got ejected? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I feel like that's just kind of the NBA thing to do. Like, I didn't punch him in the face. Oh, I did. Oh, shit. Well, he started it, but I mean, in Draymond's defense, he started honest, it. Did start it. He,
1: he started it. I Draymond mean, finished it, yeah. and
0: the ref finished Draymond. Yeah, I mean, it it is it it is interesting to it say the felt- least. It felt well-rounded
1: as, as soon, as soon as you see Sabonis go to grab his ankle, you're like, this is going to sort itself out. Draymond's going to overreact. Draymond's going to get ejected. He's going to be hurt. Boom, that's exactly what happens. I... you're, You both played stupid games. You both won really stupid prizes. And you both hurt your team, regardless of who won that game, because I don't even know. I think, I think Golden State pulled that one out, didn't
0: they? I have no idea. No, Not, not a clue. Not, okay. a, not a clue. Not I know a one. That's literally the only thing I know from the game. Um, it was all the sports news today. But... So I, I saw, and it's not really sports news. It has nothing to do with anything relevant in the world necessarily, but this morning I found the new bromance that I didn't know I needed. And it was absolutely glorious. I will find his post. But Israel Adesanya. Took to Twitter the, last night. This morning. Somewhere. Um, the hashtags. Were amazing. But to see. Israel Adesanya. A man that looks. Well past human. Standing next to. And in one picture holding the ass of Burt Kresher. I've discovered that I need to have, I have a new drinking dream trio because you put those two with John Daly. I'm dying there. Oh, that would be hilarious. And it was, I'm um, I'm pulling up the pictures here as I speak, but it was incredible. Just to see. Are they on
1: on uh, Twitter? Yep. There you go. All right, you need to retweet those from your uh, Too Fat to Play podcast Twitter.
0: Done. <laughs> yeah, no, That's it was fucking glories. phenomenal. Uh, there's their face-off photo. I know this is not a very good. Uh, oh my god! Audio medium. Uh, interaction here, but they are, I will be reposting
1: and retweeting those, uh, from the two fat to play Twitter pages, mine, as well as the official page. Um, and I'm going to see if I can't somehow get that to post up to our Facebook as well as a share. I've thought about making
0: it my profile picture. That's so fucking funny. Um, so the hashtags on that post are hashtag happiness. Hashtag love. Hashtag bird is not fat. Hashtag he is thick. And yes, there's two C's. Oh my god. So new bromance that I have quickly fallen in love with. Um. And I, I just, I want to be
1: so a part. Where does that rank in the bromance of Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle? Um, George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo um, and then Tyreek Hill and a blonde riding around in an Indy car.
0: oh did we not bring that up yet All right, first of all Tyreek you need to back up off my girl alright cause that, that is just that is touched on territory you don't need to be in um are you gonna burn him like the kids at camp shit she burned him like the kids at camp. I mean, she went all scorched earth on Tyree. <laughs> Poor guy didn't have a chance. Kind of like playing cornerback in his camp. Got roasted a few times. My God. Um, if you don't know who we're talking about, Annie Agar, Agar, I don't know, Strack. Um,. <laughs> she uh she drove an indie car and made a tweet saying that, you know, she now she knows how Tyreek Hill must feel every day. Tyreek was like, Hey, if you wanted my number, all you had to do was ask. And um, her response, pure gold, was nah, I'm good. I, the kid are the kid at your camp looks like he already has your number. Fucking glorious. Phenomenal. I enjoyed every bit of that interaction. Um. Good God, the Royals are now three or four and twelve, four and thirteen. Um, they are on pace to win forty games in an NFL or an MLB season. So the Royals suck. Um, to all the Royals fans out there, I'm sorry. I'm glad I don't have the ability to let me phrase this. I'm glad I refuse to pay for Bally Sports. And the way
1: it's looking with Bally Sports, you're not going to ever have to.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really confused how a bankrupt company still has the ability to be like, yeah, we're not going to let you guys watch that game. I feel like they should be like, hey, you want to use the app for free? You know what
1: we forgot to mention today? What's that? Wide receiver trade. Allen
0: Robinson of the Steelers. I love the Steelers move. So do I, for a 7th round pick swap and the Rams are paying $10 million of a salary? You get a solid wide receiver
1: who could never get anything going with Matt Stafford, which doesn't make any sense, but Allen Robinson is a good wide receiver. Yes. You pair him up with Kenny Pickett, George Pickens,
0: Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I mean... Pat Fryermuth. That that offense definitely looks like it could be something of note, real quick like. Um He knows he's coming he's always been a two.
1: He's gonna be the two. Deontay is a great three and slot receiver.
0: I just don't I just don't know that Deontay's gonna take that three roll.
1: I don't know if he's gonna have a choice.
0: So I, I almost feel like Allen's probably more of the three there. Um you know, you you can line Allen up on the inside a little better. He's got a little more size, but, De- I mean, Deontay's a burner. Deontay has that speed. I think he's more of the two in the team. Um, and, honestly, he might still be the one on that team. It just depends on where Pickens is at. Do I think Pickens is the best receiver on that team? Yes. Am I sure he's the number one on that team? No. I. Deontay Johnson's a hell of a receiver.
1: You could name that same conundrum with a couple of teams in the NFL where your best receiver isn't your number one. Yeah. Hell, the Rams. I I would argue last year that their number one receiver was not their best. I love Cooper Cup. I don't think he's a better receiver than Allen Robinson.
0: I, I don't know. Cooper Cup is... Oh, the guy's an incredible route runner. Just the the combination of size and speed, I I think he's. I don't know that he's a top five receiver in the league, but it's. I I don't know that Allen Robinson is above him. Um, maybe maybe Allen Robinson a couple years ago, maybe you know with the Jags. Yeah, maybe there, but I don't know.
1: Maybe I'm holding
0: on to that, but yeah, and I. I feel like if that was still who Allen Robinson is, you would have seen a little more of it. What I like I don't to know. see,
1: not when you have Baker Mayfield as a quarterback.
0: I mean, there's that, but even with Stafford, you know, and he hasn't Allen hasn't done much in the last couple of years, and I I would love and I know one year with the Bears, it sure looked like the Bears were doing everything they could not to get him the ball, which is dumb. But, I don't know. Um, was there, I still feel like there's another move out there that we're missing.
1: Oh, I, more than likely. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm scrolling through Twitter to see if I couldn't find it. Did you see Pat McAfee kick a soccer ball earlier today? Yes. 124 miles per hour?
0: Yes. Stupid. Just... I hate athletes. So much. But... Um... Yeah, man. I I don't have my... Oh! Uh, Chris. Yes. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and that'll... That'll help get us into the uh, XFL, unfortunately. Um... So Chris Smith, he is a defensive end, uh, played for, I think, four teams. Um, He played at the University of Arkansas, was drafted in the fifth round by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He spent some time with the Browns, uh, the Jags, the Raiders. Um, he, He bounced around a little bit to the NFL. Um, and this year has been playing with the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons in the XFL. Uh, Chris Smith has passed away at the young age of 31. Um, thoughts and prayers out to the Smith family. I I don't even know no no cause of death, and I don't even want to get into that uh it feels like we're hitting the part of the off season for the NFL where players just lose their life for it seems like no good reason 31 had a long life left ahead of him and he was making quite the name for himself as a as a sea dragon um I, I, there's not much to say. I don't know how to proceed, especially since we are just past the one-year mark of another former NFL player that lose his life tragically at a very young age. I, every year we seem to go through this, and we don't know what it is. So, uh, just thoughts and prayers out to the, uh, to the family of Chris Smith.
0: Yeah, um, so, awkward transition. Um, I, I, know, I know you didn't watch a lot of the XFL, but um, we'll, we'll finish up with the XFL, um, and then we'll get out of here and get into our actual draft prep for next week, since next week is the NFL Draft. Like we said it was all along, um, and if you didn't listen to last week's ep- last week's episode uh just just assume that we we weren't wrong on when the draft was because because we weren't wrong um, as long as you don't listen to last week capiche if you guys
1: remember last week's episode title was uh if I had a brain, we'd be dangerous. There's a reason we're not dangerous.
0: Oh, come on. I woke up feeling dangerous. Let Russ cook.
1: All right. So into the XFL, we are entering. uh, We just finished up week nine, um, entering week 10. So with that being said, the one position in the north, is locked in and one position in the South. Um, (laughs) Earlier this season, I thought all eight teams made it, and there was a bracket, kind of like what the USFL did last year. Um, There is not. The top two teams in each division, or each conference, whichever one you want to say, play in their championship game go on to the XFL championship game. Um, so right now the DC defenders are locked in as the one seed, um, for the North out of two possible seeds. So fortunately, uh, they're not getting a buy. Um, now I think they do get a buy, but, uh, DC is in on the North and Houston, the Roughnecks are in, in the South. That being said, all... The North could have been locked up this last weekend. Really could have. And it should have been, from what I was gathering. Uh, The Battlehawks just needed to win. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Uh, The Battlehawks lost to the Sea Dragons in Week 9. So... That puts them in a tie, which kind of shakes things up. So you would almost think that your win, a uh, win, and you're in for St. Louis. There is not a win and you're in situation for uh, each team requires a win and some help, which is weird to say. Um, Very. Cause it, it, it should, shouldn't be this hard to figure out who's going. Um, so for St. Louis to get in, they need to beat the Vipers and then the sea dragons have to lose to the guardians, which doesn't seem like it's going to be possible Except, after the Guardians have gotten rid of Paxton Lynch as their quarterback, it's a viable football team. They've won a couple of games, and they've taken some really good teams into overtime. Or close to, right down to the end of the game. Now that being said, if both teams win, or both teams lose, this is the uh, Sea Dragons and the Battlehawks, That last playoff spot in the North will come down to a tiebreaker that won't be determined until Week 10 has concluded. We don't know what the tiebreaker is. Seems like an odd way to do business. It does, especially with the XFL um, talking expansion already in two years. Um, 2025. They're they're looking at expansion, so let's let's move to the south because those are the only two teams in it for the north. You have uh, the Sea Dragons, who started out 0 and 2 and has since gone 6 and 1. Now both teams are 6 and 3, and the Defenders are 8 and 1 as of right now. Their only loss being to the Guardians.
0: Makes sense. <laughs>
1: So, this weekend, Arlington is slated to face Houston in the division championship. If they can beat Houston on Sunday. So, Arlington is a win and you're in. Beat Houston this week, play Houston next week. Makes sense. But... If the Brahmas get a win, who, if I remember correctly, have won three games. What? If the Brahmas beat the Defenders and Arlington loses. Would also be at a tiebreaker at a record of four and six.
0: Football's weird. Here's the thing.
1: Never in my life have I had no true affiliation to any football teams. I am forcing myself to be a Battle Hawks fan because they are the closest. I like their uniforms. I like AJ McCarron. I like what they got going on. St. Louis deserves a football team. I've been saying that since the Rams left. With that being said, there's four football games that not only matter, but will end somebody's season. Obviously, it's the final week, so it has to. So, all I'm saying is that There's going to be two tiebreakers cuz I I don't see St. Louis losing this weekend on a on a must win. I also don't see Seattle losing in a must win. <laughs> I don't see I I really don't see the Brahmas beating the Defenders. But if you're the Defenders, you're locked in. So what do you have to play for? And Arlington, a team that hasn't looked good at all, playing the Roughnecks, who for a while looked like the best team in the league and has the best defense in the league by far. I think Houston wins that game. I called it last year, right before the playoffs. I think the Brahma's upset. This is feeling a lot like the Detroit-Green Bay game to keep... Yeah. keep them out, take it to tiebreaker. I hope they push the playoffs back and have a play-in. It won't happen, but why not? Um, with that being said, uh, the USFL kicked off this last week um, with their week one. I didn't watch a single... I watched more XFL. I watched like seven snaps of XFL. I didn't watch a single USFL game.
0: So I saw... Which makes something me... Something on there. I don't even know what game it was. But what little I saw, I looked at it and I was like, hmm, that looks kind of cheap. And I I never tried to tune back in after that. And I feel like that's probably why. The at least the
1: XFL feels like a legit football league. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the uniforms and the colors. Because you look at the stars for the USFL, and that's a bad uniform. That's a bad helmet. I, you've got four host cities for eight teams, so they're not even playing in their own crowd. The USFL needs to fix that. That being said, they had 783,000 people watching this last weekend. I hope we see that kind of growth with the XFL. Mm -hmm. Because it it feels more like a football league. The one thing I do think the XFL does not have going for it that the USFL does is the USFL is backed by Fox and Fox Sports. And the XFL currently is backed by ESPN. ESPN is so consumed with basketball and covering every other sport out there Mm -hmm. Fox Sports and like CBS, which CBS is an affiliate to ESPN. So I'm not sure why they couldn't just take CBS Sports and make it the home of uh, the XFL. But if you look at the, the lineup for the USFL's announcers, it's a top-flight crew compared to what you've got in the XFL. I'm hoping that changes this next season. I am excited for Season 2 of the XFL. But, uh...
0: I, I did find football. I did find the other headline. Oh, you did? for, the, for And it is very important news that I... I knew it was there, and I just couldn't remember what it was. All right, hit me. DeMar Hamlin has been cleared to return. How did I forget that? Yes. To NFL or to football activities. Um, I was like, I know there's something I'm missing, and I know it's something important, Um, and that's it. Absolutely incredible. So, you know, congrats to him. Hope he gets back to where he was. Um you know, happy as hell to see, to see where he's back to. Yes. Um, not too far removed from, quite literally
1: dying on the football
0: field. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, there's no need to sugarcoat it. I, we've all seen the video. Hell, most of us were watching, trying to watch live because I think right as I tuned in, they were bringing the card out. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh no, that was there was a thunderstorm and it was cutting in and out and I missed it that's what happened I remember now cuz my dad called me and was like what's going on and I was like I don't know and had to do the very scary thing of looking it up on the internet
0: yeah no but, yeah so that was that was the other thing that I just couldn't couldn't remember earlier which feels odd but uh yeah that's that's where that's at and I'm happy to happy to see that that guy is getting another shot at the NFL.
1: We've said it before. We said it in their first episode. We've said it... I don't know, we're on episode, I think, 55. Um, we've probably said it 53 times, because I don't think we said it last week. We want good football players on the football field, regardless of team.
0: Hey, th- this podcast is very much accentuates, and it's, that's why the offseasons is kind of weird for us. Because... All we want is to watch good players play good football. That that's the that's the whole meaning of this fandom. That's the whole meaning of this podcast. You know, there, there's a reason we talk about teams that aren't our own. There's a reason we talk about a league as a whole, as opposed to just Chiefs Niners. We could do that as well, but we enjoy we enjoy the broader aspects of what it is.
1: That and let's be honest, how many of you guys? would stick around to listen to a half-hour chief segment and a half-hour 49ers segment.
0: I you're, probably wouldn't.
1: Unless you're a fan of either one of those teams, which I know most of you guys right now are. I also looked at our statistics. We're in nine countries worldwide. I don't... First off, thank you. Um, secondly, if... If you're in one of those countries worldwide and you're not a Chiefs or a 49ers fan, you're listening for
0: also message us message us, let us know who you root for. That like, that would be great. Yes. We we are all for the interaction. But
1: we're here for you guys. We get as much talking about the league as a whole as we do our own teams and What you guys want to listen to is what we want to talk about. To be honest, we could probably do a two-hour segment on just favorite players in the NFL of all time.
0: Oh, yeah, easily. We've got no issues changing. We're almost an hour and a half in an episode that we had no prep for.
1: None. I don't know how else to put it. Austin and I had zero ideas when we were at dinner. Didn't discuss it at dinner. We sat down, hit
0: record. And here we are. <laughs> but um, you got anything else? I I I think we've taken up enough of So we've ruined these enough people's Wednesdays time. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to get out of here next week officially draft week. Um you guys take care of each other, love one another, and always remember. Fuck, fuck the, the roughnecks. Jesus Christ, we're going to get this right one of these times.